another episode of Designated Sitter. We have yet to find out what happened to Stephen G. Smith. He is, for the lack of our knowledge, disappeared. Uh, Stephen, where's Stephen? <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping everything's okay. Um, we'll find out when we finally hear back from him, but... Um, I mean, what's the worst that could happen, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's he's probably just like passed out on his couch, you know, just dead asleep. And I wouldn't blame him. He's had a hell of a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a word here because I was just finishing off a text and then I couldn't think of it. But anyways, okay, we're in. We're in the heat of it. Um, back again with. Mike Miggy King, and uh, there's no new baseball news. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, besides besides Noah Syndergaard tearing his Tommy John, and and but obviously we don't know if baseball is happening. But you're right, not a lot of news. Um, Chris Sell did have his surgery today, so that happened. Were they practicing social distance? Is that a, is that deemed a uh, necessary surgery? <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting question. I didn't even think about that because you. So your wife works in the medical industry, like, and she delivers babies. So like that kind of like that. That's got to be scary right now with everything going on to be like delivering a child. You know. Yeah, I mean, I unless they name it, you know, if they name them. Have you seen some of the baby names that have been talked about during this pandemic? Oh hell, what do you got? Just like, like, like <laughs> there's some just crazy ones like. COVID is going to be like a popular name, like just because they're naming them after this disease or whatever. I would slap, I, I would slap the parents. Like, yeah, just, I don't think that they should even, yeah, the nurses should just be able to veto and the doctors can veto names, say no, not happening. I'm going to say who or what it was, but I lived in an area for a while and uh, there was this kind of group there that their, their children all had some very strange names. And I don't know if it was a joke or a real thing, but somebody told me once that they had like a flip card of vowels and sounds in the hospital for them to pick their kids' names from. They just kind of like flip some together. Like a couple of names like Amphi, FY, Fiboy, like that kind of thing. And I was always like, like th- they were interesting names, but like I would believe it, honestly. No, for sure. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. So like three people have had Tommy John in the off season. It was Cell, Syndergaard, and Severino. Three S's of New England. Well, the the Northeast. Maybe they got COVID in their arms. <laughs> it weakened their arms. They got it. They're all up in that Northeast part of the nation. Oh, yeah. You know, that's where it's... I mean, it's New York, man. That's a dangerous spot. Okay, so we were going to talk today about what the next generation and next evolution in baseball is, especially once everything gets sabermetric. But it was kind of Steven's idea. We're going to let him be a part of that he was the one who started that thought process in just a regular chat when we were just chatting about stuff it didn't even have an idea for an episode but what we're going to do today is we're just going to go through all of the all five streaming services that are worth maybe considering at least having and what baseball movies they have and rate them on like how good we think they are and then maybe pick our favorite at the end like what we'd suggest there is no Amazon Prime. It's split between HBO Go and Stars because Amazon's just like a interim service, really. So starting with Netflix is The Natural. Um, 
And you can let me know if you've seen any of these, Mike. Natural's like an old one. That's uh that's Robert Redford, right? Yeah, I was actually just checking the IMBD to see when that movie came out. Oh, that's an older movie. That's the one, so who is it the Texas Rangers? If you've ever seen the Texas Rangers hit a home run, you've heard the theme song. Nineteen eighty four. So I was not even born. <laughs> oh. It's the and one yes, at the Robert end. Robert Redford. Yeah, he he hits that ball deep into the stands, explodes the lights. It's actually a good movie. I was in a film study class a little bit ago, and it was a required part of that class, funny enough. You know, some of these two, I've, I've seen them, and then you, it's like you forget, right? Because you there's so much other content that just goes in your brain. And so I am, I'm going to put that probably my top three. Let's start with top think three so? on that one. Well, top three, I, to top three to watch. I got to watch it. Got to watch it. So maybe oh, we'll, like we'll one thing you're like, with, oh, I'm going to put this on my upcoming list. Like, yeah, yeah. So I think three, that's what we're going to kind of do. We're going to have like this list. Um, and then there's going to possibly be a list of must, you know, need to watch, right? Like to kind of re- refresh our memory. Maybe we can talk about that in next week's show. Um, given that we're all home for another week to 30 days. That's fair. Um the only other ones on Netflix that are like true baseball is the Ted Williams documentary, which is Ted Williams, the greatest hitter who ever lived. And if you haven't seen that, it is an amazing movie. Uh, Ted Williams is the last baseball player to hit over 400, which to be an all-star in baseball, you fell seven out of 10 times. Ted Williams only failed six out of 10 times, a little less. And the, the whole movie builds up through his career. The guy served in World War II, Vietnam, or not not Vietnam, Korea. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, we'll never have another 400 hitter again. No, like, strike up, strikeouts are on the rise. You know, and I've never seen that one. I haven't seen the Ted Williams doc. Oh, it's super good. Do you think that... We may never have another 400 hitter, but you think the next measure will be somewhere more like an OPS measurement now that it's like swing for the fences, go for the home run, don't be afraid to strike out. So batting averages may be coming down. The Mendoza line might get pushed down by that, but like OPS and slugging is going upward. No, yeah, you're, yeah. And I think that's where sometimes the, just the, the, I don't know if it's the writers or the voters or even what, you know, Oh wow! I think it was wasn't it Joey Gallo actually struck out. Just uh, he had his he had just as many strikeouts. I think he had hits maybe a year or two ago, and that was just like over a hundred plus strikeouts. And so, I think you're right. I think it. I think there needs to be. I think there needs to be kind of kind of whether it is OPS or there's there's going to be a universal statistic, just like batting average or just like RBIs, just like home runs that someone that the majority of the population who's just kind of natural, you know, just, just your average type of baseball fan can kind of figure out or, or get on board with. And then exactly to your point, that's kind of what will be the next measurement. Yeah. You're talking about 2018. So 207 strikeouts with a 206 batting average, which is just above the Mendoza line. So just so people know, Mendoza line is a 200 batting average. And is that the same season he actually had more home runs than singles? Uh, 40 home runs and uh, 103 hits. But he had more home runs than he had doubles. Um, 
Did he have that first season? More home runs than singles? I swear, I saw J- yeah, Joey Gallo. Just that, just him in general. Is like, it might have been for the beginning of the season or something. So he had he had that season though with a 206 batting average. Meaning, so the Mendoza line is like, how bad can your batting average get before your defensive contributions are no longer worth it? But he had like a 810 OPS. So his OPS plus was 109 that season. And an OPS plus is like a weighted OPS, meaning 100 is league average. So he was at least above league average, even with a like one of the worst batting averages in the league. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's playing in Texas, so he's just trying to launch that ball. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Last year, he had the longest home run on StatCast. And what had happened is if you've ever looked at the Rangers Stadium, you know how they have those arches up in the top, but they're covered by banners? One of the banners had torn through the night before in a windstorm, and it created like a jet stream through the stadium, and he hit the ball just right. So the ball came up, caught the jet stream, and carried out of the stadium. Holy smokes. I didn't see that. Speaking of the Rangers, just as a sub thought, I like sad to see that stadium brand new, sitting empty, unchristened for all this time. I'm playing MLB the show last night, and I'm I got drafted by the Yankees, like we said, and I'm playing in like the, you know, we make it to the World Series against the Dodgers or something in the game. And this is 2021. And pop-up goes out, second baseman runs back to cover it. I run back to first in the game, and it goes. And Holt is there to cover. And I go, did they just say Holt? And the Yankees had picked up Brock Holt. And I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, where does Mookie end up in their simulation? And he ends up on the Texas Rangers. And I have to say, I don't hate it. He, Joey he, Gallo, Mookie <laughs> Betts. What year brand is, new stadium. is this? Just like, 20, like 2021. Is this the 20, yeah, 20, okay, okay. Because I've made it through the first season. Because you have to work your way up through the minors in that game. Yeah, I see. Interesting. You, any, other, any other players that were anywhere that were just of note? There were a few. Um, Trevor Bauer was a Dodger. Um, somebody else was on the Dodgers in too. In LA. Sterling Martell was the DH for the Red Sox. <laughs> Where was Sterling JD Marte? Martinez? Do you remember? I didn't look. Or I didn't Aaron look. Judge. Aaron Judge. He was still on the Yankees. Yeah, he's still got to be. He's going to get Mike's Patton too, right? He signed like a twenty-five year contract. Giancarlo. Yeah, yeah, that's a long one. Yeah, he's so, he's in there forever. So, okay, Ted Williams' doc is good. I don't know what the long shot is. Um, they've also got Major League Two. I've never seen either of the Major Leagues. Oh no, are those good? Do I need to see those? You gotta watch those. Those are like, like, it's about the Cleveland Indians, right? And it kind of just goes right. through like how how shitty they are. <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name, but he's like he's in the he's just in the outfield and he's just like chewing them out. He's like, "Oh, you're a bunch of bums! You're all a bunch of bums!" It's just the funniest show ever. Because um, then you got like, uh, um, I just his name just spaced me. The closer, he's got the haircut, uh, puts on the glasses. It's played by Charlie Sheen. I know you guys probably are listening to the screaming the name right now as I'm stumbling. Uh, let's see. I'm going to look it up because then it'll be. Is it Ricky Vaughn? Yeah, Ricky Vaughn. So he's just like the, the, the guy that, again, that's just the obnoxious fan is just yelling, Ricky Vaughn, you suck. Oh, it's a great show. Definitely watch him. 
Okay, and then movies on Netflix that at least reference baseball enough to be included on this is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which has that classic line where the the principal's looking for him, goes into the cafe, and he goes, oh, who's playing? And the guy looks at him knowing he doesn't know what's going on. And so instead of saying the Cubs, he goes, oh, the Bears. And he goes, what's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? The Bears. <laughs> um, and then Space Jam, Police Squad, uh, New Girl su- Season 3, Episode 14, labeled Prince. I was thinking Space Jam. I'm like, that's a basketball movie, but it's got a little bit of MJ in there. Well, Michael Jordan. Right. So I saw somewhere on here. We're going to come to it, but I'll just skip to it. One of the one of the documentaries, I think it's ESPN, is Jordan Rides the Bus. Is that about his time on the White Sox? Like, because he went from... I, yeah, I think you're right. He went from the NBA to trying to make it in baseball. He wanted to be Bo Jackson, essentially, I think. Well, and so... I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go as to why he actually retired from the NBA to go play baseball. Okay. What are you thinking? So, Jordan was a very big gambling man. Very big gambling man. And there's some theories thrown out there. Well, there's not theories, but there is a video. Go check out his first retirement video where he's, he's it's a press conference. And it's so funny because it's just so much different because it's back in the 90s. But uh, he says, he goes, he's talking about, Somebody, one of the reporters asked him, are you going to come back? And he says, if David Stern lets me. So the theory, and it's not necessarily a theory, there's a lot of truth, is that since Michael, J- and, and this is, this is back now, David like, Stern's the commissioner, right? Yeah, he was the commissioner of the, of the, of the NBA. Yep. And uh, there was just a lot of betting going on, and he thought maybe he was betting on his own team, much like Pete Rose. Um they had some of the you know uh, the, the the NBA referees were involved in a few of these. One got caught and banned. I think his name was uh, uh, Donahue. Does that sound familiar, Donahue? Yeah. But so go listen to the go. It's on YouTube, and he says if David Stern lets me. So you know instead of being banned for life like a Pete Rose, he walks away from the game for a couple of years, goes and plays baseball, kind of lets the whole thing die down. And then comes back. So I'm not sure if you want to be quite Bo Jackson, but I at the same time he's he. I mean, he was at the peak of his career. He had just won three NBA titles, right? And now he's going to go play for like AAA baseball. Yeah, he's going to just leave all that. Like what? And so very strange, very strange. And then comes back, you know, win some more championships and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that I'm I haven't seen that on ESPN. I have to I have to cop my brother's uh, logins for it and check it out. <laughs> yeah, he played for double A, double A Birmingham Barons, it looks like. And uh, the reason it's called that is because in the minor leagues, like they cheap. Like you ride the bus. You don't get air tickets at all. <laughs> you know, and you might have to split gas on the bus. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, where's your credit card? <laughs> Who's paying this time? They got their $5 per diem. um, The Office Season 6, Episode 25, The Chump, which is one of my favorite episodes. Um, It's the episode where Michael apologizes to the team and the players unknowingly. Um, Has the affair. Remember, he has the affair and the the lady's husband's a baseball coach. So they end up going to the game to see if he's like a mean guy or not. He's like a really good guy (laughs) to the the kids. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, okay, and then my f- personal favorite is The Other Guys, still here on Netflix, which is where... Dirty Mike and the Boys. Dirty Mike and the Boys. Um, Derek Jeter gets shot in the in the tunnel. <laughs> you dick, you shot me. I'm you Derek Jeter. Jeter. <laughs> Yankee Clipper, you cost the city a championship. I actually, so I've been wanting, and, and, and no skin off A-Rod's back because I would love to have him on as an interview, but I've been wanting to edit into our intro that line that's like, you should have shot A-Rod. <laughs> Who says that? Uh, Mark Wahlberg? No, no, it was some random guy when they were oh, in the, uh, oh, okay. they were in like that focus group or therapy group for officers who'd shot in the line of duty. So let me ask um, you, what's your, what's the, so... If you if you were to have you know Desert Island one baseball movie for the rest of your life, which one are you picking? One baseball movie. I'll tell you mine. Okay. And it's because I loved Benny the Jet Rodriguez. You know who that is, Caden? I do. You're killing me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I think the me, Sandlot. Would easily be the number one movie that I would need on an island by myself. Not even by myself, but that's like the only form of entertainment I would have. Just because that that movie's just so iconic. There's just so many parts about it. Whether you're at the the swimming pool pretending you drowned, or getting chased by a dog and fireworks and just uh, hot dogs and everything about just. And then he makes it to the big leagues. He steals home. He's got his brand new shoes. Because think about this. All of us growing up as kids, you get those brand new shoes and you like run, right? Like, how fast do I look? Am I running really fast? That's like one of the biggest things we want people to notice is like how fast I got. And I've seen a meme about I got new shoes today and nobody asked how fast I was. It's a big deal growing up, how fast you were. So when Benny gets those new shoes, those black Converse, jumps the fence, gets the ball, runs away from the dog and just the scenes of them getting the ball back. Right. Like <laughs> they got like that big catapult. It's just, that's my, mind. I always felt like the goofy kid. Like it's such a relatable character. Cause I grew up with three sisters. Like I was not a good baseball player growing up. I wasn't. And so like having that, like that dorky, like this idea that like some cool kids going to like help you overcome your incompetence in baseball. Never Go happened. To the left field. <laughs> I was a. Uh, I was always in the field opposite of the hitter. <laughs> you know uh, what? My favorite. My favorite movie is Moneyball. I knew Honestly that would probably be the one you picked. It, it is, and, and it's. It's because it relates to the only thing that's left for me in baseball. You know what I mean? Like the closest I'll ever get to the major leagues is the front office. I mean, you're already working in not front office, but you're working in that capacity a little bit, you know. Well, not right now, but yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, but yeah. So I do, I do do the data farming, and it's fun that way, and it it is fun. Like I, I enjoy that. I like Bad News Bears too. I will say Which that one. There's like two of. I think there's an old one and a new one. There's really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new one has, I think, Billy Bob Jackson is or Billy Bob Thornton. Billy, Jackson, Billy, Billy Joe Bob. Thornton, Billy Bob Thornton, Billy yeah, Bob yeah. Thornton. I'm not the greatest at actors' names. I'll tell you that right now, everybody. So you can just shut up. 
But uh, <laughs> he, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the older one has. Who is this? Walter Mathau? I don't even know who the hell this guy is. What year? 1975, I think it said. See, yeah, not a lot happened. I mean, not a lot of good in the 70s. No, no. I, I actually, I did like the Bad News Bears. I thought that was pretty good. Um, have you seen this one? Have you ever watched Veep? It's, uh, it's on HBO. So the first two seasons are free with uh, Amazon Prime, Prime Video. You need to watch season one, episode six. So if you haven't seen Veep, uh, the main actress is, she plays Elaine on Seinfeld, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 I know who she is. So the scene that they're talking about this episode, they, she is the vice president and she's got this guy, Gary, who you'll recognize from Arrested Development, who plays Buster. Um, I can't think of his name. Buster's great. Yeah, Arrested Development's awesome. And there's three, there's three Arrested Development episodes that we could recommend on here. But um, Tony Hale is the name of the actor. Well, he's he's like her wingman. He always is there to like make sure she knows who she's talking to, like slip her name, slip her information about people, like who their kids are, so she can act like she knows people really well, you know, to make good talk in the vice president. So she goes down to Camden Yards to make an appearance, and <laughs> she's got a guy in her ear trying to talk her through, and she's like, Okay, tell me who these players are. And uh he's like, Okay, that's Jake Odersey. He's a starting pitcher, he's a legend. Oh, and that that's uh yada yada, he's a starting pitcher also a legend and this is this is da 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 he's a starting pitcher let me see if i have the i think i actually have a recording of it one second this is like my favorite line from any show if i have the recording i'm gonna pull that up yeah pull up the recording while you're looking for that i, I just stumbled upon it. i remember i remember uh you mentioned something but we were talking about uh you remember watching the bench warmers yeah yeah David Spade, John Heater, Rob Schneider. That's a great baseball movie, everybody. Go check out The Benchwarmers if you want some comedy. Try to find this recording real quick. Okay, here's... Have you seen 42? 42? Oh, that is so good. So forty two is Jackie Robinson's story. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've seen this movie. Oh, it's amazing. Hang on, I'm gonna show. Here's here's that clip of. So he's calling her from up in the the press boxes. She's down on the field walking up to greet the players. Here's here's the conversation. Yeah, give me their numbers. I'll go up that. Uh, hold on, listen. Uh, can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. My favorite line. Do you see one pitching mound or three pitching mounds? It's how you play baseball. <laughs> like, think about that though. If you didn't know baseball, the idea of having like a rotation of five starting pitchers, 
you take that for granted. Like that's kind of a weird thought for some people. No, for sure. I have a few that I just stumbled upon. I'm gonna name a couple. Um, so we got we got Hardball. Do you remember Hardball with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, I I can't bring it. The name is so familiar, and I'm like, oh, it's a great show. Um, a little one of the I don't want to give any spoilers, so I don't. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. But Hardball's good. It's a little sad. Uh, we got uh, we got Fever Pitch. Classic fever pitch, Drew uh, Barrymore, Jimmy Fallon. She's a big Red Sox fan. So if you're a Red Sox fan, obviously I'm sure you've seen that movie. Um, we have A League of Their Own. That's a good one. There's no crying in baseball. That's where our classic line comes from. Yes, it does. That's one of Tom Hanks' best roles. That is such a good show. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Field of Dreams, right? We've talked about Field of Dreams like in the last episode if they're going to play a baseball game there. Yeah, the, that was the plan. Was it the White Sox and the Yankees? Yeah, I, I remember asking your dad if he was going to go because he's been to all of the of the MLB stadiums. So that would be yeah, a fun one to go to. Oh, I know. Well, he and I were going to go to the, the first Astros game. I had bought tickets and he was like, oh, I plan on going or something like that. And so we were like, oh, let's go. So he was going to meet me there and we were going to go to that first game and, uh, at the new Rangers Stadium against the Astros. Which would have been like this weekend. That's a oh, bummer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was so uh, excited to see it. I was like, am I, because we, we decided to wait a few weeks from opening day because we're like, oh, let's like, you know, tickets go from like 2,000 behind home plate to like 100 something. Like, let's go sit behind home plate and maybe we'll see a couple guys get beamed or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> take my trash can. Oh, there's some, <laughs> there's some great shows that I got to, I got to get caught up on. Rookie of hey, the Doc- Year. So I just watched Rookie of the Year last night. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's the geeky one with the little kid, right? Yeah, he breaks his arm and then he can throw yeah. 100 plus. My wife and I watched that last night. Does the sound when he stretches his arm remind you of like the mask? Like like that weird kind of... Yeah. Okay. I have to make a complaint. What was up with the pitching coach? Like there's putting oh, an like, over the top character in there and then there's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, if you remember, he's the guy from Home Alone. He was, wasn't he? One of yeah, the dirty. He's from Home Alone. Bandits. Yeah, he the Wet Bandits, and and there's that there's that scene in Rookie of the Year where they're at the hotel, and it's one of those hotel ones where they connect the doors, and uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. he gets stuck in the middle. <laughs> was that a callback? I don't remember if that's a callback. And 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 am I wrong? Is it in that movie? But there is also the one where he gets locked in like the locker room with the baseballs, and he's in the cage because that locks. Maybe I'm thinking. Maybe I'm, maybe I just meshed two movies there together. No, no, no. That happens in that where he gets locked in the cages. He keeps getting locked in and stuff. Yeah. Um, So that's on Disney Plus as well as The Rookie. Nice. Nice. As well as Simpsons episode or season three, episode 17, Homer at Bat. A amazing episode of The Simpsons. That is where I would start if I were you. Like that episode. Hilarious. Give it to him again. What season? What is it? Season three, episode 17, Homer at the Bat. Season three, episode 17. Mm Mm-hmm. It follows a, um, I don't know if I want to give anything away, but essentially it's, it's the, uh, it's Mr. It's the softball team for the power plant. And then Mr. Mr. Burns makes a nice bet with the local power plant and then ends up, you know, making some, some managerial moves. All righty. It is one of two Simpsons episodes that Mike Scotia shows up in. 
Um, there's another Simpsons episode that's later season, and I'll have to find that, but um, where Bart's team gets co-opted by Lisa, who needed more extracurricular and becomes their manager and uses Saber Metrics. That's also a pretty good episode. Okay, that's good. Um, going down the list, I was one year, I was only a baby when this movie came out, Bull Durham. Okay, I love Bull Durham. That's a good one. I think, is, is Bull Durham the scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the scene where the pitcher shakes him off and so then he tells the batter what the pitch is coming and then he just crushes it and then walks back out to the mound and the pitcher's like, I feel like he knew what the pitch was coming. He's like, yeah, I told him. She's <laughs> like, if you don't listen to my call. My favorite one in that is when uh, when he goes, throw this one straight behind his head. And then uh, he like throws it and it scares the batter and goes, yeah, he's got no idea where in the hell he's putting this ball, but he's got a wicked fast <laughs> arm, something like that. And he's like scared to death of it. Oh, that uh, was. Looks like there's another show. Um, this was a good one as a kid, Little Big League, where he manages the twins. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, it was it was 1994, so I do I remember that one, but he 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 manages the Twins and That's a good show. Catching hell. I'm seeing one entitled it's catching my eye. Uh Oh, okay, this is what I'm going to watch next cuz I haven't seen this one yet. Catching Hell, the Steve Bartman story. Ooh. I've, that has got to be an interesting one. Yeah, I actually, I actually remember watching th- that and just sort of just, you know, definitely the game. But then all uh, watching a little bit of of, because I think what they do is they interview some of the fans that were around him, and uh, yeah, just talk about life changing for that guy. So Steve Bartman is sitting down the foul lines of left field in the World Series in. 2000 was it 2001 or 97 it was the, against the marlins uh was it the world series well no it was the it was the alcs or ds right it was um, 2003 yeah 2003 with the florida marlins not 2001 i'm thinking of the the um d-backs no so 2003 the cubs are like what five outs away from advancing to their first division series in your championship series in years to go on to the world series or something like that. They're five outs away. Foul ball goes all the way deep into the stands. Bartman's listening to his radio. Doesn't realize that a player has tracked the ball all the way into foul territory and is there to make the catch for the out and thinks, Oh, it's just a foul ball. It's not a home. You know, I'm not robbing a home run reaches out into the field of play into foul territory and grabs the ball thus robbing them of an out. And it was like right after that out, they scored what, like five runs in a row? Yeah, I think they uh, they they kind of just all, they basically mentally collapsed as a team. Yeah. But what happens beyond that is where it gets really, really juicy. It's like, he, I mean... You thought Tiger King was bad. <laughs> he had so many death threats and just like his life definitely changed. And I... I think that they actually got him a um, World Series ring. A ring, yeah. Yeah. After they had won, I remember them thought, discussing if they're if he was. Oh, is Steve going to come to the game? Is Bartman coming to the game? Are remember they us laughing our him? heads off like that he should throw the opening pitch for the World Series. 
in in 16 that would have been amazing but i i think he wouldn't have been safe he doesn't he live under a different name now uh i think i think you just said it you said this is gonna be the first show you go check out you gotta go watch it yeah um you don't know bo's a good one too bo jackson who played in the nfl and the mlb was he with the royals bo was he like with the royals yeah I, th- I think it was with the Royals yeah. and the Chiefs, right? Yeah, there was just that. Uh, well, I know Bo Jackson played for the Raiders. Was it the Raiders? Let's see. There's like that iconic one of him kind of running up the wall. Yeah, yeah. Raiders and he was, he was an all-star in both sports. Yeah, he was the first professional athlete in history to be named an all-star in both baseball and football. He was with the Royals. I just thought he was in the same city. That's why. He played with the White Sox, the Royals, and the Angels. Name those three again. Uh, it went Royals, then White Sox, and then he ended with the Angels in 94. Okay. His body got like destroyed by it, though, didn't it? Like he's, You know he's actually like a pretty highly competitive archer now? I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, kind of once... You once you're kind of elite at that level, you kind of just have like that that work ethic to be good at a lot of other things. So you saying that doesn't surprise me that he would be good at something else. Oh, absolutely. Um, three honorable mentions here: Arrested Development, season two, episode seven, Switch Hitter. I don't think I've seen that, or at least I don't recall. Like, remember, I've watched a lot of that show. They have like the company softball game. And they're playing against um, the guy with alopecia who can't grow hair. I'm trying to remember. And and Job, Job like busts one of his teeth, and he's got that whistle going on. And Pop Pop shows up to the game. That's a good episode. I, I'm a big Arrested Development fan. If that's not made always obvious, always there. money in the banana stand. Always money in the banana stand. The game, the gang. Oh, always sunny in Philadelphia. The gang beats Boggs, and the World Series defense are two great ones. But I think the gang beats Boggs is my favorite one there, where they try and outdrink Boggs' drinking record on a flight from Boston to, um, L.A. and then hit a home run. Uh, I got a good one for you. Yeah, basketball. You don't know this one. No. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> tuck the kids in at night, send them into another room. So it's called basketball. It's basically baseball and basketball merged into one. Um, nineteen ninety eight sports comedy, and it is very funny. It is really funny. It's basically like they they take these like it's kind of like they're shooting a free throws or shooting a three. And then they can also shoot from other places to get like, like a single or a double. Or then there's like, if they miss the shot, they can like rebound it and get like an out. Um, it's like, it's, it's really funny. Um, basketball. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Basketball. We were talking like, is this kind of like the semi pro kind of movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great way of saying it. Semi pro basketball with Will Ferrell. But these are like no. I mean, are there any popular actors in this? Let's see: Trey Parker, Matt I Stone. So. I don't really know their names. 
Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of that's 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 the audience. Um, did you ever watch The Rookie? No. Remind me what that one's on. Uh, it looks like it's on Disney. Um, right. Let's see. Based on the true story of Jim Morris, who was a pitcher, and um, he was a coach. So he he's played by Dennis Quaid. He never made it out of the minor leagues before a shoulder injury ended his pitching career. Um, now married with children, high school chemistry teacher, and baseball coach in Texas, Jim Jim's team makes a deal with him. If they win the district championship, Jim will try out with a major league organization. It's got the little boy, um, his son, who I believe he's the, he's like the actor from. Uh, he's now with like Charlie Sheen and the other guy in Two and a Half Men. That little kid. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like way younger. Yeah, he's way young. He looks like he's probably five or six or seven in this. Like he looks like a little guy. It's probably a really good. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's probably one of those, like, you know, you watch the show, then you go grab your glove, grab your son's glove, and you go play some catch in the in the backyard. Yeah. Looking up. This is a lot of good movies, man. There's man, there's I think we've given them a good list to go check out. There's definitely a few on here that I'm gonna need to refresh my memory on. Let's see. Uh, and then the last well, there's also Brother in Exile, which is about like in the early nineteen hundreds, the two brothers who came over from Cuba and played here together. Um I've been watching baseball a ken burns documentary it's it's really long and it's really dry so if you're not like a really deep baseball fan you probably wouldn't enjoy it but it goes from like cricket and rounders days and explains how baseball came to be what it is today so i'm i'm as far as i think i'm currently watching like the ted williams days i'm kind of almost past that so i've covered about a hundred years of it of its history but it's a great if, if you're a huge huge baseball fan super worth it Last one I think I'll grab off this list for me because it's my absolute favorite on the list is Four Days in October. Just watched that the other day. It's about game four through seven of the 2003 ALCS against Red Sox versus Yankees. Oh, is that like when they were down 3-0? Uh-huh. You'll if you're a Red Sox fan, you'll cry. If you're a Yankees fan, you'll cry. <laughs> you'll cry harder. You'll both cry. If you're a fan of true good stories and men named Big Poppy, <laughs> what's funny is how that went back to back though. Because the year before, the Yankees just crushed them in that last little bit. You know, with that big home run off of was it Jeter that hit that home run or A Rod in uh in 2003 at Yankee. And then you mirror that with Poppy's home run in in Fenway. Talk about just like some fun baseball times of those rivalries back, you know, in those 15 years ago. But I mean, think about the 2004 Red Sox. Like, I don't know if we'll ever see a team like that, you know, for another few years. Like Johnny Damon, Pedro Martinez, who arguably I think is the greatest pitcher of all time. David Ortiz. Um, was Manny Ramirez there by then or was that 2007? Manny might have been on that team. Jason Veritek was the catcher. Like, we're talking some big names. 
Was Josh Beckett on that team? He might have been. And then Kurt Schilling was a pitcher for that team as well. That's obviously where I got my son's name right. Josh Beckett? Yep. All your kids are named after athletes, aren't they? Uh, Sawyer's not really. loose. Yeah, unless you know, unless one pops up here in the next little while with that name, but uh, no, Beckett was on the Red Sox from '06 to '12. Okay, so just a little, he's not quite there. Uh, I feel like their right fielder was like uh, Troy. I feel like his name was Troy something. I remember him being a left-handed batter for some reason. It stuck in my mind. Let's check the roster on that. <laughs> Tim Wakefield. Trot Nixon. Yeah, Trot Nixon. I think that was his name. Who else was there? Nomar Garcia Parra. Nomar, dude. People were pretty mad when Nomar got traded, weren't they? Like, he was kind of homegrown talent. I'd have to go check. I'd have to go... I mean, there was yeah, I think he's kind of iconic. That. He's part of that team. Kevin Millar, who actually is pretty good in, in the radio booth now with a couple of yeah. different shows that he has on TV. Dave, Dave Roberts. Kapler, he's, he's, who's the, who, isn't Gabe Kapler a manager? He, uh, let's see. I feel like he manages one of those teams now. Maybe the Phillies? No, that's Joe Girardi. Maybe he was there a year or two ago then. He, yeah, yeah. He coached the Giants as a baseball manager, and he was the Phillies head coach. You're right. And then he just got fired. Um, Low, Tim Wakefield, Pedro Martinez, Josh Burkett. Wakefield. Um, Saltamacchio was their catcher, wasn't he? Or no, Veritek was their catcher. Saltamacchio yeah. was in 07. He was, he was yeah. Byung Hung Kim. 13. I remember that name. Byung Hung Kim. Who was their closer? Was that thir- it was thirteen? It was they had uh in two thousand thirteen they had the Japanese closer right? Yeah, that was the um, Byung Hung Kim. But then no, sorry, Byung Kim Kim was two thousand three, and then yeah, the other closer was uh oh he had that wicked. I, I think I forgot his name. name. Dude, I'm gonna get crucified for this one. Let's see. Like I can see it, but I can't. I'm gonna say it. Koji Uehara. It just came back to me. Koji. No, 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 no. He was the 13 closer, the Japanese guy. What was it? No. Koji Uehara, yeah. Koji Uehara? Mm-hmm. That's not the guy I'm thinking. No, you're thinking probably someone older sooner than that. Um, no, but like Dave Roberts, who's now the manager of the... Dodgers was on this team too. Still second base, made it all the way in for that run in that game. We just jumped to 2007. Oh, yeah. Okay. Koji Uihara. Koji's 2013. That's why I'm off. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just have to just go get to put in the odd years. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it was kind of. Why can't I think of that picture? Is it Cody? Alex Cora was on the 2007 Red Sox when he was still a middle infielder. Same with Kevin Cash. 
it's kind of funny. Like a lot of these teams that become like uh, champions, right? Like whether they're um, prominent player or kind of a role player, they they you go from like a championship team and you kind of get other opportunities inside baseball and other organizations, whether that's a coach or you know a manager or some somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Koji. That's right. That's right. It was Koji Uihara. He had the he had a splitter that was off the charts. And I also had, I had Daisuke Matsuzaka in my mind. Remember Daisuke? Mm. He was supposed mm-hmm. to. He was supposed to be kind of one of the next big guys. And I think he had an okay career. Nothing like amazing, but nothing terrible. Just okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you also had because. Uh, oh, let's see. I'm like stuck looking at. Do you remember Kevin Euclid? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. that dude played first base, his or third base too. I think he played a little bit of third and first, and his batting style was just so crazy because of like he had his hands up really high, almost like um, who's the who's the manager of the um the Brewers? Um, Craig. Oh yeah, Craig uh, Council. Craig Council. He had an odd batting stance oh yeah he gets his whole hands up really really high you know who does that now is Rafi Devers he holds his hands up up and then like right when the he takes his load he brings him down now he's got that kind of weird thing going on doesn't he Kevin Euclid dude that's the name Euclid's the one that like was a great third baseman they moved him to first and then right when he got old they tried moving him back to third and he looked horrible over there and it was like it was all a managerial bad decision. Like that was the most unfair choice anyone's ever made for a player. Who was this coach during that time? Well, that was wasn't that, that uh, was that Bobby? That guy was a clown. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Then he went on to play. One year, or uh, so, yeah. Kevin played nine years for Boston. Went on to play one year for the Yankees, and then finished his 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 career with the White Sox. Or maybe it was reversed. Finished his career with the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Valentine. I mean, not a dude. terrible. I mean, not bad for what was his career? What's his career hitting? Talk about Kevin Euclid. <laughs> Who's your favorite non-Red Sox team this year that you're kind of like sad we're not seeing right now? That's a great question. Um, I, I Just because it's my dad and my brothers, I do kind of like to follow the Braves. I think they're fun. Dude, Ozzy Albies. Yeah. Like, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. I think that's a, I think that's a fun team to... Especially like, I want to see him do well, and then like also just fold in the playoffs, just to like get my get them excited, and then <laughs> then crush him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my brother he likes the Niners, right? So he's had had a couple Super Bowls here in the last few years. Of they make it to the Super Bowl and they lose, so it's just like it's just it's just fun that extra crushing of like, hey, I, but. I mean, at least their team made it, right? My team doesn't even come close. But no, I think the Braves are kind of fun to watch. Um, I was really excited to see the White Sox this year. 
Like they went heavy on the trades. What else about them? Just because they're younger or? No, like like the White Sox. I'm trying to think of who all they've gotten. I, I like the Yon, Yon Mankata. He's one of my so like, players I yeah. like to watch. Because like White Sox pick up Dallas Keuchel, which could be good if he had a full season, right? Not coming in late. And then... um. Let's see. Yon Moncada, they signed in for a five-year extension. Um, trying to think of who Gorky Hernandez was minor league. They picked in some big guys. And like, it's just without baseball news. Like, I'm like lost here. Kind of like trying to think of um, Edwin Encarnacion they picked up. Uh, they purchased Louis Robert from their minor leagues. Like, they they pulled him up onto their 40-man, maybe even their 24-man roster, 25-man. Like, they just put together this huge team. Yasmani Grandal. Grandal. Yeah, Jose Abreu. Um, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I really do. I, th- I think they would have. Um, and we've talked a little bit about this division before, but I, I probably think that they... I think this was probably their year to actually win that division. And then it's gone. Because a lot of these guys are signed to one-year deals. Twins, yeah. Poof. Twins would have been good. It's uh, Dude, yeah. The, I mean, the, the Indians would have got screwed this season. It's just so crazy what's going to happen. Like, well, the Reds, the Reds were optimistic, right? Joey Votto was like, "I've never been so optimistic." They got Mike Mustakas. They got they got one other big batter. I'm trying to think. Um, What else do they get? They got because Mustakas is a great guy. Nick Castellanos, um, Jones, right? Like they got a few of these guys kind Freddy of moving Galvis there. there. Too Freddie Galvis, right? But the problem is, is at the end of this year, a lot of these guys become free agents again. Like Trevor Bauer is a free agent at the end of the year. You know, like this was the year's the Reds' year. They've been waiting for this. That's what I'm telling you. We've talked about this. We honestly believe that 2020 could be the greatest MLB season of all time if it just is such. If it just gets condensed down into this this 50 or 60 game season, where it's just oh my gosh, 60 games just means like everything is just that much more important. You know, oh, it'd be so much fun. It would just be. I agree, and it's funny that Steven's not here to defend it because he's like, Steven is the ultra purist of baseball like i don't think i know anybody who's more purist than than steven to some degree but like i'm all for trying some stuff out this season as long as it's like we're just trying you know what i mean no i i'm with you i'm with you i i think you when they announce that they're gonna play do you think you're gonna have a little tear in your eye (laughs) for how many reasons i mean one i'll have a job back (laughs) <laughs> we have a job. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. It's just it's just a good escape from every, all, this sh- all this shit lately, to be honest. Like, to be in the heat of it again. I've been needing it. Like, I've been playing able to be the show. I'm already in the 2022 season at the beginning. Oh, nice. Like, I'm blowing through that game. And I'm not playing it a ton. But, like, I, no- I didn't realize how much time I spend watching baseball and just kind of doing some stuff on the side, you know? 
Like, is it is the part work? where it's like you 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 kind of only play when you get action? Like if the if a ground ball's hit to you or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that works. yeah. So you can nice. blow through seasons pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, not yeah. playing like 45 minute games. Right. No. Yeah. No. Those ones are fun because you like you get to make the play. What position did you pick? I was at third base in the minors, and then they moved me to first to move up because there wasn't because I was in the Yankees. So system. first like, you get a little. I'm bit not going to replace Gio Urshela. Yeah, because. It's mostly when there's a double play to be made or you get a left-handed batter is most of what you get. Yeah, yeah. Um, outfield was fun but kind of boring because sometimes it'd be like third inning and the next down. thing you know, it's like seventh. You're like, oh, jeez, you know? Yeah. It's like I hate, I hate when I get a designated hitter. Yeah, that would like... Which is funny because I love the designated hitter in actual baseball. <laughs> yeah, it just... Sometimes it's like, yeah, you, you don't control anything else. So it's like you hit and then you don't hit again for two more innings or three more innings and you hit again. You only maybe get three at-bats that entire game and it's like, well, that game was over. <laughs> well, I got to send you this. I took a picture of my stat line from the first game of the 2022 season and I was like, because uh, I was not good at this game when I started playing it. I'm like, okay, time to up the difficulty level because I cut it up to it pretty quick. Let me send this to you because you're going to love this. So I'm batting fourth in the lineup and it was... Home run, home run, grand slam, home run, <laughs> fly out to eight. Wow. But I was like, I was laughing maniacally on the couch. We're beating Toronto or whoever we were playing. Maybe it was Tampa, like 18 to three. And I just told my wife, I'm like, yeah, it's time to up the difficulty levels because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. That's fun. I haven't. I haven't played that game for a while. It was probably back in like the 2018 season, 20, I mean, maybe even earlier than that. Well, where, I never thought I would like PlayStation because I had I had the Xbox, but now I realize you can connect your PlayStation from anywhere and play it on your computer. Dude, that's sick. Say that one more time. You can play your PlayStation from your computer. You download this app and it connects to your PlayStation hmm. so you can play anywhere you are. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm definitely not into any of that. I'm not a video gamer, but like without baseball, like I'm, that's how bored I am. Yeah. I haven't played video games since I was like 10th grade. Yeah, it's been a long time. Like, like maybe a little bit of Smash Brothers on the N64, but like, yeah, that yeah. Count. And yeah, maybe a little bit of like uh, Guitar Hero back in the day, right? But again, that's 10 years ago. Now, a lot of it's just on your on your iPad or on your phone, you know, just playing these apps. So. To be honest, the reason I kind of got it is I was hoping to get like a lot of like online, you know, when you play with your friends and you kind of yeah, play more yeah. facilitated conversation. But I don't know very many people with the PS. Well, PS tell the listeners what you're gonna do, what you're gonna do with the 2020 season. Oh yeah, so well, I actually I'm looking at fan graphs and I think somebody's already doing this. Oh really? So let me look this up because I was tell looking at Joey Votto. So the idea is, or it was Joey Gallo I was looking at. It's pretty easy to guess who should have won based on the team and the pitching matchup. So I was thinking it would be fun to just catch us up and then every day post like who should have won their matchups as today was scheduled and just keep a record and just say like, okay, here's where we are at in the season and just post wins and losses and records for the day. No scores, right? I'm not going to say like they won 63 runs, just like, you know, today would have been, um, I was going to say Luis Severino, but he's hurt. Um, today would have been Kershaw versus I don't know. Give me, give me just a kind of mediocre pitcher. 
Uh, you know, um, Garrett Cole. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> but you, you like Garrett Cole versus like I don't know Sunny Gray, right? And you're like, and the Rockies, but it's it's in uh it's in Yankee. You're like, okay, Yankees would have won that game. So one zero for Yankees, zero one for Rockies, and just facilitate the season through, just to have something. Um, but no, you should run some simulations just for the month of April. I think I will. Baseballreference.com is doing simulations through Out of the Park 21. Um, and they're doing a project on it. So I, I noticed this when we were talking about Joey Gallo on his baseball reference. He is simulated right now to have four games with 16 plate appearances, 13 at-bats, two runs, two hits, one, one double, one home run, an RBI, three walks, six strikeouts with a 154 batting average to this point in the season. So I think it has any of the players. So I'm curious to see what they've got going on. Yeah, that would be interesting to check out. Yeah, previews for today's game. Yeah, do it from do it from yours and we can kind of compare the two. Yeah, I think I'll do that. So I'll be working on that. Good news in baseball. Um, by the way, Korean baseball is probably coming back here pretty soon, which would be a great hope for us you know it's like hey something to look forward to um fanatic the guys who make mlb jerseys are now making masks and gowns with their materials which is funny because those masks don't actually prevent it it's more just for like to have you know for peace of mind but it's something yeah it is something i think we'll we'll, we'll see if they wear it when they go to the at bat right as a hitter <laughs> <laughs> like spanish flu yep yeah well, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, we'll have uh, Steven back. Mr. Steven, thanks for listening, everyone.